of the Sacred Feminine Radio. Uh, Yes, today is Thursday, and uh, we're usually here on Wednesday, but this is uh, a special week, and uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, And just a reminder, uh, for those of you who might rely on seeing a Facebook post or getting an email or maybe you're relying on your memory uh, to tune into the show, um, you know, there's a solution to that. Um, If you go to the show page on, uh, on Blog Talk for Voices of the Sacred Feminine, there is a follow button there. And if you click that, Uh, you will automatically get a notice of every show once a week um, or sometimes three times a month, you know, depending. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention uh, because when that email hits your inbox, uh, there's a a button there that you can click and it will take you right here to the show. Uh, It just makes it easy peasy. So um, just wanted to make sure you knew about that. And um, as usual, um, uh, because I appreciate all of you out there, I want to thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, You are the gas in my tank. Uh, Whether you are a longtime listener, uh, my show's been going on for 13 years, uh, or you're new to the show, uh, thank you uh, for your time. I know there's lots of distractions out there. So if you're tuning in with me and my wonderful guests, um, we, we all thank you. Now, tonight, um, I chose uh, that uh, snippet from Laura Kane's single, Choose Love, uh, because of the topic of tonight's show, which is uh, attaining the sometimes elusive self-love with Banu. Um, so tonight, I'm chatting with Banu uh, Sakindur, intuitive coach and healer about self-love, uh, in our interview tonight, uh, which is titled Attaining the Sometimes Elusive Self-Love, as I've already said. Um, and uh, after a near-death breakup, uh, she was launched uh, into her role as a healer uh, who focuses on removing mental, emotional, and energetic blocks that prevent um, people out there, all of us, from living a fulfilling life, uh, oftentimes, uh, you know, due to their lack of self-love. We'll explore what self-love is and why it's important and the consequences of having a lack of self-love. Uh, we'll talk about the foundations of uh, self-love and discuss ongoing self-love practices and how self-love can lead to one's sole purpose. Yes, I've said that a number of times, self-love. Um, and one of the reasons that I wanted to do this show is because I'm becoming convinced uh, that we are a society 
that more and more is conditioned to, uh, instead of focus on self-love or our quality of life, um, you know, we we uh, are, are conditioned, it seems, uh, to accept abuse. So um, I thought this would be an important show uh, to, um, you know, reconcile all of that and maybe put things in perspective uh, and balance. So um, let me uh, uh, welcome uh, Banu to the show. Um, hi, Banu. I see you. Uh, you managed to tune in at the last second there. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. really appreciate it. And, and please tell me, because uh, I didn't get a chance to ask you before the show started, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Is it Banu? It's close. It's Banu. Banu. Banu okay. Like, All right. Yeah, great. Yes. Perfect. Kind of like Bono, but it's it Bono yes. instead. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> you just took it out um, well, of thank my you, mouth. thank you so much uh, for being with me tonight. Um, you know, we'll probably take a break at the half hour. You know, just to give you a heads up, and um, you know, let's start with what might be self-evident to some people. Um, and you know, maybe this is oversimplistic, but it's important, so I think it bears repeating. Um, can can you tell us what self-love is? Um, and you know, maybe sprinkle in why it's important. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, I found out that self-love is a lot of things, and self-love is things that involve pampering ourselves and taking good care and dressing in a way that we enjoy. But it also involves self-forgiveness because we're never going to be perfect. And when we start awakening, what I found is why it's important and why we have to come back to it just like we have to come back to our own faith or to our own higher power of our own definition. We have to come back to self-love. And I think that all spiritual paths, you know how they say all roads lead to Rome? I feel like all spiritual paths lead to self-love or go through self-love. And then it's colored by the um, our essence, our individuality. Because um, I found that one of the things that are that are, that is really important in life is making decisions and setting intentions from a, a, a place of authenticity, from a place of honesty, and from our own core. And if I don't know who myself is and where my core leads and what's in that place, I'm not going to be able to make the highest judgments in my life. Sure, we're all like, you know plugging along and figuring it out in the dark. That's kind of how it is for most of us. But um, through self-love, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-discipline, any of the selves that we hear about, self-worth, we actually get to find out who we are. We become less afraid to know who we are. Um, Self-love is basically attending to our needs on mental, emotional, spiritual, social, self-physical, all levels. And it's not going to be 100% of the time. Um, as if it's, it's very similar to someone saying, I am happy all the time. Even people who are, you know, I mean, quote, enlightened, um, say, I have heard Eckhart Tolle say, yes, I have frustrations, but they go away like they roll off my back, like um, the ducks, you know, from off water, off ducks, duck feathers kind of thing. And um, I, I find that. When we invest in our, our time into our own self-care our, and our own self-love, we become less dependent 
because that was one of my lessons is I didn't know that some, such a thing existed and um, and I had to like I was relying a lot on relationships to have that fulfilled which was you know just like anything would tax them out and um, I realized um, due to um, the end of a relationship in 2013 which was also um, I feel like I was destined to be my um, awakening uh, on a, in a big way because I had several waves before that and I felt like the lesson when I look back was always self-love and self-care and now why is self-love not easy it's not easy sorry there's a plane going over it's not easy because most of us weren't loved right we weren't loved in the ways that our souls our bodies our you know younger selves might have wanted and are there any perfect parents out there I don't think so I think that every parent is supposed to that saying is supposed to mess up mess up their kids enough to put the impetus enough pain in them and um so self-love is 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 the is what guides us through what carries us through our spiritual path because even people who are self-loving are going to experience um you know sometimes losses unexpected events in life because everybody's path is different and they there's they have those soul contracts they have those um, events. I believe there are events in our lives that are um, placed um, kind of like pinpoints on a map. We have the huge whole map to walk around on, but there's those events, and self-love is going to become crucial because when we are in distress, we tend to go into what I call our lowest common denominator, is <laughs> which is like of all parts, like we, we revert to younger ego states and we tend to react from ego states where we had traumas and we didn't have the ability then and we react or feel in similar ways that um, bring out those parts and and that's also part of it. Inner, everybody talks about inner child work and I realize um, it really is uh, what Louise Hay did for us, for all of us. She's our, all of our mother, right? She's the mother we didn't have. Um, and she gave us something major, affirmations, obviously, and mirror work. And mirror work is incredibly important and powerful for one reason. We are the ones who don't see ourselves all day long. The rest of the world looks at us. And um, and then everybody's projecting things. And sometimes they're, they're verbal. Sometimes they're just energetic. I believe that we are all sensitive to it. Um, or we are all receptive to it, but we don't really, we're not, we don't have the awareness of it all the time. And then we receive, you know, labels and expectations or thought forms from the world around us, not just people in the street, but our, you know, friends, teachers, neighbors, coworkers, family members, partners, everybody has some kind of a version slice of us. And when we're not grounded in who we are, we start taking on those, those roles and those, Things and beliefs and um, images of of what we're that's projected on us as uh, as ourselves, and that's when we start losing okay. our compass. I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let, let me give you a chance to take take a breath here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. And, I uh, know. I tend uh, to get uh, old faster than everyone. <laughs> Uh, well, well, yeah, and that's great. I'm glad you're passionate about it. But let's, you know, let's have a conversation. Um, um, Absolutely. Well, let me, you know, for some, 
It's, so for those, um, well, first let me ask you, and uh, do you think there's a lack of self-love out there? And do you, and if the answer is uh, yes, um, do you have a hypothesis or theory uh, of why? Well, the answer is yes, and we all know it um, because of what we're consuming. Um, and not just like um, physical objects, but also like what we consume in media and who has 20 million followers versus who doesn't. Um, you know, it's like a, a lot of those things are distractions. And the more money is being spent on distractions, um, the, the less lo- self-love there is because we, don't, we can't all be needing the same thing. You know, we can't all be needing the same mascara, the, na- the same, it's, but, so it's like, it's being targeted to the pain body, I believe, and the lack of self-love is actually manifesting in forms of being lost and looking for direction from the outside world, and, um, and what was the second part of your, um, oh, why, why, why that is? Why that is? Oh, well, um, well, because it's like there's been, first of all, think about the, the modern age in the last 20 years, how much exposure we've had by way of Internet to things that we didn't know existed. And we also started seeing um, other people's lives um, because it's being um, shared with us. And we don't know where these people came from. We don't know what their life contracts are and not, nothing like that. All we know is what is being projected to the outside. And we start comparing and we start wanting to be like so-and-so and wanting to live like in an XYZ way. And we, basically the whole world is telling us, this is our dilemma as society, as humanity. The whole world is telling us who we need to be. Buy this car, buy these clothes, look like this, you know, be this size be this color, have this education, have this, this and that. And there's this bombardment of that. And then the other side is be yourself, find who you are, find your life purpose. And that sounds, if you notice, is weaker, but it's there. We're all hearing it, you know, what's my life purpose? And then we get all depressed because what's wrong with me that I don't know my life purpose? Because I have felt that way and I know other people have felt that way. And life purpose comes from the seed is in your inner child. It's the seed, the part of okay, you that okay. it feels the most. Yes, pardon me. Okay, let's, let's let's get you know let's you know let's take this in little pieces, okay, um, mm-hmm. so that we can kind of break it down and uh, examine it a little bit closer. Um, what mm-hmm. do you think the difference? You know, for someone who might be listening and says. Um, well, you know, that sounds, you know, how do I know self-love isn't being selfish, you know? Um, Hmm. How do you make the the distinction, uh, Banu? Oh, my God, that's a great question, for real, because um, that's something I've I've gotten that question from other people before, and I have asked myself that question, so... Your level of what what we what everybody considers selfish is going to be so different. It's going to be um, as much as 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 uh, different and as varied as how people like their coffee. You know, Starbucks wouldn't be in business if we all none of all of us didn't want something different and would find that something different. So, um, in terms of um, 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 so, oh, hold on. What was the question? The word was. Um, uh, I'm dis- sorry, I lost dis- my dis- 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 
discern the difference between self love oh, and selfishness. Yes, selfishness. Yes. So the, depending on this is my experience in myself and with other people, with clients, and everyone else I talk to, because it's evidence. Their level of selfishness is going to be different than mine. And how much I allow myself to be selfish, meaning choosing myself when choosing somebody else is more convenient for them, that's basically what choosing yourself is. It's like recognizing that there's a moment where I need to, let's say, go to bed and my partner wants me to sit down and continue playing cards, but I want to go to bed because I wake up early. So in that point, I have to make a choice between being selfish in quotes, wanting my sleep and knowing I need my you know, rest for the next day versus appeasing my partner and being like, okay, well, I could hang out another half hour. It's going to make him happy. You know, it's like there's that dilemma. And he wants me around because he's not the one who's waking up early and it's fun in that moment and that's okay. But I'm the one who decides, do I want that fun more than my sleep? And that's when I check in with my body, check in with myself. Can I see myself having fun there an extra half an hour or am I going to be the other way so if my partner in this case is insisting and even making me feel bad hey you know couldn't you just give us a half another half hour you know what's the big deal you you know they, these guys don't come over that often you haven't seen them in a year blah 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 that's like a selfish I want what I want reaction and I'm just saying this as a it's not a male female perspective because I could females can get that way too depending on what it is that we're fighting for um, that we want more time on or attention on or something else because we do. That's the other thing. Part of self-love is self-honesty, which is, which is why self-compassion is something we need to teach ourselves because once you start questioning, am I being selfish or am I being self-loving, you're going to find some places where you were selfish and you are can be selfish. And I've called a lot of people selfish and then I absolutely have found places in my life in instances where I let my little girl throw a tantrum because I wanted something that, you know, that that wasn't necessarily the other person's job or that um, they weren't able to receive, give that to me and I just had this, like, tantrum. So it's like um, self-love is recognizing, wait a minute, that's me being selfish. And selfish is basically um, children are selfish in a way because even though they share and they give and they hug and they love, yes, but they are, we grow egocentrically up until a certain age, maybe like around 12. And then the social, the teenage years start and we become aware of our social environment and how we interact with it and how we get feedback. We, be, we have the cognitive formation to recognize that. So, um, you know, if you feel guilty after doing something, I think making a choice, for instance, um, I think it's really important to sink into yourself and be like, do I feel badly? Do I feel like I put somebody out? out? Did I really put somebody out? Did I take something away from the other person intentionally in a way to deprive them? Or should I have actually deprived myself and given them that? Would that have been a deprivation or would that have been giving of myself? So let me so let me interject here and tell mm-hmm. me if you agree with what I think you've been trying to say 
Um, mm-hmm. If you know the difference between selfishness, maybe, and self-love, uh, is um, you know you you can you can have self-love without being selfish. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you regularly do you, while you're taking care of yourself? Um, do you regularly maybe consider? Uh, the needs and wants of others, you know, as opposed Absolutely. to it all has to it, it all has to be about you, you know, it's your way or the highway. Um, you know, you no. check in with your friends, you know, you see how they're doing. You know, it's not uh, always a one way street where um, you know yes. uh, you know you're 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 uh, constantly in receiving mode. It's kind of a balanced. You know, you have more balanced relationships. Um, where uh, there's reciprocity. Um, Would you say that, um, you know, if you can ask yourself those questions and uh, and answer yes, uh, you know, while I I am taking care of myself, I am, um, uh, you know, practicing self-love, I do, you know, have empathy, compassion, I'm considerate Mm -hmm. uh, of other people, and I check in with them and, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you always put yourself first. No, not at all. Actually, what I found is that when when I feel loved by myself, and it's really not that hard to get there. That's what, where I'm going to get to eventually in this um, in this talk, uh, in this conversation. Um, but I find that the more self-loving and self-compassionate I am, um, I am much more yielding to other people, and also. Um, I encourage, like, it's not like sitting them giving them a self-love lesson, but it's like, for instance, the old the old needier me, if she would say something like, hey, you know, instead of going surfing, why don't you go shopping with me? You can help me carry the bags, and then it would be fun, more fun with you. And something more like, okay, well, I want to create this with him instead of doing it by myself when I really don't need the help, versus with a more self-loving version of me will encourage him like, hey, if you feel like going surfing, I'm going to have this for dinner and we'll have that when you come back. You know, it's like that to me is like, but because maybe at the same time I'm thinking, hey, while he's gone two hours, for two hours, he's surfing, I get to like, you know, have a meditative cooking time, watch a show while I'm cooking, you know, or something like that. And it's my time, it's my female time in my kitchen, and that's something for me. So it's like, you know what I mean? When you're making a self-loving choice, it doesn't mean that it excludes other people. Sometimes it, it means you actually need to make extra steps to include other people. Yes, I am, I am yeah. pretty connected to my friends. And part of it is learning how not to put on, you know, take on their issues and responsibilities. Maybe you relate to this. Be, be their coach. It's really, really hard um, to not be, you know, still try to be an observer and a space holder for them. And then in the back of my mind, wanting to say, hey, this is maybe a solution. Why don't we do this? And that's another thing, uh, trying to control that and manage that. Not like withholding supportive things, but like not knowing that they're not my clients, they're my friends. Um, and my enthusiasm to support them is there, but then not wanting to in, in, you know, infringe into their own personal power and own their decision-making, their own decision-making and having the discipline, because I don't want to lose my friends. That's also self-love. You know, awareness and changing well, my I, behavior well, has nothing to do with it, with them. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I think it. I think what I, I, I. You know, again, I'm 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 trying to process and and uh, filter what your the points you're trying to make. And um, sure. I, it, it sounds like you're saying um, uh, you're trying to create win-win situations where it just isn't yes. when you do make a decision. Uh, it's all the better if you can. Um, uh, manage things so that you're not, you know, you're not just getting what you want, but uh, mm-hmm. the other, the, you know, the other person in the relationship is also getting what they want as well, right? Yes, because what then if they're not getting what they want, they're not going to stick around. And I cause that if I have caused that, not I cause that if I have caused that by just being like selfish versus selfish is like, it's more. There's a thing about uh, when somebody, when I was asked this question, I went in and the, the feeling, I, I received the feeling of the difference between being selfish and self-loving, I mean loving, um, self-loving. And it's, it, it, it is that self-love, self-love is more encompassing, it's yielding, there's room in it. There's, for instance, even if you make a decision to say, hey, I got to go to bed to, for tomorrow morning, I have a meeting, I'm so sorry, I wish I could play more cards. And you do the self-love move by not by not abandoning them. You know, that selfishness feels like there's a cutoff between me and the other person. And sometimes the other person can throw a tantrum. That's, that's one of the things that happens when we start setting boundaries and recognizing, okay, my self-love journey is starting out with me recognizing how, much, how, many, how many doors I have opened and how much I've opened them and do I really want them open that way. And realizing, wait a minute, I've been allowing so much to go by without really paying attention and also speaking up and then there's a point where it's like hey I don't right. like this anymore yeah so yeah. self-love is is uh, have, is having boundaries uh, it's not selfish to have boundaries um, no. and, and boundaries are important for you know not only for your you know for for our personal benefit but um, you know our friends family kids bosses uh, everybody mm-hmm. uh, everybody needs healthy boundaries and they should uh, we should respect each other's boundaries um, but let me ask you, uh, women in particular, um, mm-hmm. you know, I know women, uh, you know, we talk about female archetypes and the mother archetype, for instance, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, mothers tend to be giving, 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 you know, from the time they give birth and they're, you know, they're uh, nursing the child at their breast and, you know, they go all through life and it's, you know, for the next 18 years, it's all about the child and, you know, and sometimes then, you know, the uh, it, it's still not over uh, and mm-hmm. what I sure. think I've found and I, I and I wonder if you agree is um, maybe women have a harder time um, uh, having you know uh, practicing and recognizing that they need uh, self-love than than maybe the male gender does you know do you do you find that um, you know it's uh, you know women are seem to always be on the giving side uh, rather than the receiving side or the you know taking care of themselves when they need to I think in general that's definitely true and part of it is yes and I think that's partly why it's so painful uh, for us because we start recognizing how much of it we have been taking how much of our self-love and our um, power and maybe in some cases dignity or whatever has been taken away by societal uh, consumption, <clears throat> I'm going to call it. Um, we start getting like it, it's a it's a pretty rough start for us. It's rougher for us. And I tell you, 
we learn a lot from watching men. Um, I think that their ability to just like do in quotes whatever the hell I want is that's something that you know all the partners would have said to me or would have say something like, "Oh, thanks for letting me do whatever the hell I want," and, or it's like, "I want to do whatever the hell I want." Like it's, they have that in them, and that in, in in if you make make that a dotted line, you could put anything. They want to go play tennis. They want to go swimming. You know, they want to go want to go shoot um, beer with um, pool with their friends. And whatever it is they want to do, some of it can involve you, but they are most of the time aware of what they need. Somehow that hasn't been taken away from them. But we were groomed, we are in general, general, depending on what part of the world you are, it's going to be different. I'm originally from Turkey, so there is some of that female, you know, grooming of I am in service to society or to men mostly. And so there was that, um, there was that cultural... Um, background that I had to work with and I'm working on overcoming still so I need to not have guilt that's another thing we learn I think not to have guilt when we start making those self-love choices and it's not selfish but it's self-loving because our I think our feminine side goes on overdrive and the masculine side doesn't get um, nurtured as much first of all we need healthy masculine male figures in our lives for that to happen uh, part of it obviously we get nurturing and support from both parents. Both parents, if they say, yeah, you'd be a great uh, tennis player, yes, we'll definitely sell, set you up for this course. Or um, they could give feedback and support in different ways. But I think that masculine energy, you need to go, you can go do this, go get it, this is how you can do it, kind of energy comes from a male figure. And sometimes you can have a mother who have that side really strong because they didn't, she didn't get that from her father for instance, and that got that was very strengthened in her, and that's great. But we kind of what happens is that's another facet of self-love is we start recognizing the balance of male and masculine energies and how they manifest in our lives, um, in our personal relationships, in business, um, in so many ways. And and it's like the, this is to me self-love is self-education um, on its basis because. I am still learning. I'm still learning. Oh yeah, this is another way. I need to like take my power back, find some my my way into my way of doing it in a way that feels right for me because I've neglected it because I looked at what other people were doing, and then oh wait, I don't really like doing that, and I kind of gave up on it, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and and I think um, well, you know, you said you're you're from Turkey, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you were you were raised to you know be in service, particularly to men. Um, I mean, I think that still happens to um, a lot of women, you know, across the globe. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the right. the um, you know, I, I'll just I'll just tell a little story here. You know, I was in mm-hmm. a fast food restaurant with my husband a few years ago, and there was a little girl sitting there with her two brothers and. Uh, her dad. Uh, the brothers were teenagers. The little girl, I don't think she was 12. Um, she literally, um, she literally, um, uh, you know, cleared the table for the family. 
you know. I mean, you could oh, tell that she, yeah. um, you, you know, that she that that she was being conditioned to, um, you know, to take care of the men, so to speak. You know, I mean, the yes. father, the the brothers, they were certainly capable of picking up their trash and throwing it away. But no, this little girl, you know, takes their trays and does it for them. And, you know, and I think there's so many women who were conditioned um, in mm-hmm. life still to, uh, you know, their role in this in this world is to produce the children, to take care of the family, no matter that you know, they may have other aspirations and, um, and and they maybe feel it's selfish to not fulfill those aspirations because they've had this family conditioning or religious yes. conditioning or societal conditioning. And, um, you know, I think it's, it, those are lives lost uh, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. you know, potential wasted if, um, you know, these people don't learn that, um, you know, that they have a right to maybe fulfill their dreams as well. You know, there's a, it's about balance, isn't it, really? I mean, because yes. isn't it possible to, um, you know, maybe um, go after what you want in life or your dreams as well as, um, you know, as, as well as contribute to, uh, you know, to, to your family? Yes, I think, I mean, a big part of the growth, self-growth involves, I think, involving and bringing in other people into that growth because you want to. You, you Like it's part of, because our hearts open more and our conditioning starts dropping because that's what growth is. We start recognizing the things we took on. And uh, honestly, this is the core of my work. This is the thing that really drives me is freeing up that caged little bird in people that um, was put in there because of circumstances or because of the, the lovelessness of the people who raised them. And or and there's beliefs about themselves that, like you said, they don't even acknowledge their dreams or they won't dare to go after their dreams or they don't believe in themselves enough when they're going after them. So there's, you know, failure after another. And then it becomes this like self self narrative that this is oh this is what keeps happening to me it's like wait did I was able to was I able to put all the effort I could into it did I believe in myself did I ask for help when I couldn't or did was I too ashamed to ask for help because that's part of my wounding and that's also part of my wounding by the way because that's how I know it it's like okay um where is this coming from and how can I change that how can I heal that um, and when people, when I work with people, this is what is so special to me because it's that tender place that God put this, you know, God, I use that very loosely, um, God put this like divine chip in it. And it's like, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean everybody is going to be rich and famous. That's not what that is. It means that there is the seed of joy that whatever it is that they bring to the world, and it might be a combination cocktail of things is 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 joyful to them and then it adds to the well-being of the planet somehow maybe even if it's just one person because they make uh, personal shoes for people with feet feet problems for instance i don't know what it is you know there's something in everyone i believe that is special that is precious and i just want to kiss it and cuddle it when i see it in them their face lights up they're like um, everything changes because because there's so much light in that place, and it makes me so sad that right. we lose so much of that. So much of that gets covered by just our way of living, you know, just surviving life. <laughs> 
Right. Well, and, and, and I want to, you know, before we go to a break here, because we're going to take a break here in just a second, I want to just say a couple things. Um, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, I, I, I do want to make the point that I, I don't think, you know, all men are selfish. You know, I think oftentimes no. men also, you know, maybe give up their dream or, you know, they get pressured into doing things they really didn't want to do, whether it be, you know, getting into the family business or, you know, maybe they got married too mm-hmm. soon and they didn't go to, you know, they didn't go to college or whatever it is. You know, I don't want to, you know, make it sound like women are always the victim, you know. Uh, no. I, I think generally men, you know, I think generally men have it better, um, but not always. So um, we're going to take a break, um, and I sure. do want to I do want to say to listeners um, because I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. Um, if you stay with me um, after the interview uh, with Banu, um, I am going to do a tribute uh, to one of my favorite goddesses. Um, so please uh, don't go away. Uh, stay with me through the end of the show, so you will actually um, you know make sure you hear that. Um, so. Uh, here is a clip uh, from Serena Roney Dougal in Joe Corson's film, uh, Dancing with Gaia. Most people's psychic experiences are dreaming, and it's thought that it's the pineal gland making this chemical that does it. Now, this was the core finding, the core finding that the pineal gland makes a hallucinogen. We all hallucinate. We all go into a state of consciousness that, for me, is the collective unconscious. The psychic state is the collective unconscious, which is that consciousness of the planet, what's called the chthonic mind, the mind of the earth. Because all peoples, all races, all tribes from the past right around the world have myths and legends which use symbols and archetypes which are identical. Identical. Every human being experiences this state of consciousness, which is the dream mind that symbolic, archetypal, exemplified by fairy tales, or the creation myths and legends of all the different peoples. The symbols of them are the same, and to me that is the consciousness of the earth speaking to us. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com. Uh, the DVD comes packaged with a 45-page color mini book, uh, which goes even deeper into the material. You can buy the DVD and the booklet for only $20, again, at dancingwithgaia.com. So um, I am talk- talking with uh, Banu, an intuitive coach and healer, uh, and uh, we're talking about the elusive self-love. Um, so Banu, tell me um, if you feel comfortable. Uh, what was this near-death breakup? Um, what does that mean? It basically that led you means to this work. Um, um, I was. Before that, I was trained as a psychotherapist, but I ended up falling into um, this uh, amazing world of spirituality by getting a, being given a deck of Dorian Virtues cards. 
and I kind of mocked it even. And then after that, I started reading her books, and that was the gateway. But that was around like 2005, and um, the breakup happened in 2013. And through that time, I was learning and reading as much as I can, and you know, getting angel readings, or it's just like being in that world, taking workshops. But I didn't know where it was going. All I knew that it was like candy to me. And um, then um, I'm in this. I'm in. Started get into a relationship in 2010. I had gotten um, a divorce uh, separation a year before that, and um, and it becomes this really passionate encounter with a lot of ups and downs. And I had all my um, suppressed um, in quotes stuff come to the surface. And I'm originally from Turkey, like I mentioned. I moved here when I was 24, and until then, I survived a lot in Turkey growing up, um, various experiences and not feeling safe. And I experienced several wounds that people um, in common in everyone in different ways, uh, abandonment and rejection and just not feeling safe. So I had a lot that I carried to my adulthood. And then I believe that we bring in things from other lifetimes, uh, things that are unresolved, and then family um, trauma gets passed on too. So anyway, everything came to the surface, all of my abandonment. I was born prematurely at six and a half months. So I had, a, um, I had an abandonment trauma and rejection trauma from there um, because they didn't think I was going to live, and I think it affected the psychology of my parents. You're taking this home, ba- home this baby after leaving her for 37 days in the incubator and not really knowing if she's going to live. Um, so um, I had that. So all of that stuff got started getting unpacked, and I was living in a constant state of anxiety, and I really loved this person. And that's the only reason why any of this would come up. Otherwise, you'd be like, what the hell is this? I, and I would just take off. You know, and I have done a lot of that. I just, that just didn't work out. And then, you know, the universe, your your path is is destined in a certain way and you're going to have to face those issues if you're ever going to get to anywhere close to fulfilling your own heart's desire. And uh, you won't even maybe find what it is while you're swimming in this kind of relationship pattern and not being able to come out. And we were unable to break the patterns that created were created between us that we also brought from other um, experiences in life. And at some point at the end of three years of getting triggered constantly um, and losing weight and being stressed, but also lots of good times too. But basically once the wound is opened, that vibration is always there. It's not like you close the the door to the fridge and you don't feel the uh, the cold air anymore. It's there, you know, it's, it was underneath everything, and I couldn't take it at some point. And um, after our breakup, I found out that he started dating this person um, who, um, with whom there was um, boundaries being crossed that were too much for me, might not have been too much for others, and it just was constantly poking at those wounds and making them bleed even more, and I couldn't handle it. And I was like, um, when I found out that he was with her, it was like, something happened to me I didn't even think all I heard was a thump on my heart and I felt this deep pain ache in my heart and then it was just like kind of like blank after that it's like those movies you know the moment stops and you're like holy smokes I know in that moment the first awareness that I remember is my life is completely going to be different from here on I just knew 
knew because of what I felt and what was what happened and um I couldn't sleep or eat much for three weeks and I went down to ninety seven pounds. Um called my friend who lived in California at the time and said, Can you please come and stay with me? I'm going to buy you a plane ticket because I can't eat, I can't keep food down, I'm drinking protein shakes. Um, those are even hard to keep down and I need company, I need support. So she did come and um, that was basically the start of the journey of me finding my way to Hawaii and um, and even before that, um, before the breakup, I knew it was coming and a lot of people have told this to me and I have also read it that um, you start when you get start getting closer to who you need to be and your gifts are increasing your sensitivities are increasing there's also like this elimination there's elimination elevation requires elimination and when when you start becoming psychically more in tuned you start, you receive this information before and I got a download about this before it happened and I was like no way and this is very similar, that, that's how much I was attached. And this is very similar to me having a dream when I was 15 about my father dying, waking up knowing that it was real, like it was one of those uh, what they call precog dreams or something like that, um, psychic dreams. Uh, many people have them and we suppress them because they come, they come with um, news sometimes that are not pleasant or even if they're good, we're not ready, we're like, ha. Ah. Uh, I don't see myself going over there, getting on stage with Oprah, whatever, you know, something like that. Um, So um, basically it's like me coming back from that place and um, using immediately, I'm a writer, I used to write, that's how I survived my teenage years. And I started writing and before that, when the download came, shift was happening already and a few of my friends gave me, offered to have a session with me and gave me money because something was changing and I was like didn't know what to call that because I knew I couldn't be a therapist anymore and I didn't know I could be a coach I that wasn't even like in my it wasn't a career move like oh that was logical it wasn't that it just kind of found me and when I started writing about my my experiences and had a website up actually so many people reached out about um, suffering from like lack of self-love, not being able to move on from a relationship, um, or like there's lots of things like this that were similar to what I experienced and came out of, and were needing help. So I'm gonna catch my breath, okay. otherwise okay. I'll keep talking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know it's uh, so. Yeah, um, you're you're kind of a mile a minute there. Um, so let's, um, you know, in the last few minutes we have here, um, you know, you obviously worked your way out of that near death breakup, and uh, you know, you've mm-hmm. been coaching people, like you said, <clears throat> who have come to you because they just can't get past. Uh, certain things they can't get to that place of self-love so why don't we um you know start to wrap the interview by um you Mm -hmm. sharing uh with some self-love practices let's you know let's kind of keep it simple and concise and Mm -hmm. um you know maybe name you know maybe name two or three practices you think um listeners might be able to um use to help uh them if if they're having this problem of um you know, not being able to love themselves. 
Sure. Um, uh, first of all, it's um, part of self-love is knowing what your weaknesses are and your vulnerabilities. And when we know what are some things that you know you need that support you. For me, something that's ongoing that's always around me in my house is I have my reminder words or phrases posted in different places around my house. Uh, for instance, I'll have one word, smile. And when I see that, I actually make myself smile. And when I see that word, I sometimes catch myself. I am not in a mood to smile, and I didn't even know it. You know, so it's like there's those, like, reminders of, you know, wake up to yourself. Come to the moment. All is well is another one. If I'm going through a, a transitional time, because it's not like smooth sailing. It wasn't smooth sailing all the way. Uh, I have my own little waves and dips and ups. But now I have practices in place, which is what, what you're asking. With one of, this, of them is this, putting affirmations and reminders around you to bring you back to your center and to your own life, to your own heart. Um, and then there's, I also there was a period when I was trying to train myself to take care of my body. Um, I even put words like water, drink water. And I would have to see that and make myself go and get a glass of water and things like that. So it's like getting training yourself as if you have a trainer around you. Uh, maybe like a, as if you're trying to lose weight and you have a personal trainer. And the personal trainer was me, myself, because I had to put reminders around me. And I also put things in, into my calendar on my phone with reminders. For instance, if I needed, if I have a 3 p.m. Thursday yoga session, I would put a reminder for it two hours before, an hour before, and like have myself be ready and clear my, my way around it. You know, it's like I had to be my own coach as if somebody was waiting for me. And the other thing is make a list of things that, that actually you like to do and that you need to do. For instance, you maybe like to do yoga and need to do yoga, but it's not in your habits system. That's another thing that we teach ourselves, I think. That's another self-love practice. There are certain habits that lead to certain outcomes. And when I want the outcome, then I have to build the habit and I have to teach myself how to build that habit. And one thing that I came up with that really works for me is I came up with an Excel sheet and on the very left I have a list of uh, things that are helpful for me. Um, for instance, I'll have like a, one of my words on my wall is dance because that's how I release energy and I, that's another way I survived, you know, years. And um, so I have the chart, and then I have the days of the week on top with the dates, and then I put an X on all of those things that I did that day. And that was my way of track tracking my own progress um, in a way that isn't self-punitive. So it's not like, oh, look, I only, like, I didn't go for a walk today, and I didn't do all of the other stuff. All I did was this. That's not the point of that. The point of that is for me to see, and I start feeling better and more motivated when I started seeing more X's on the, on the uh, chart. And it actually was like somebody saying to me, yeah, you're doing good. Look, day one, you only did yoga, and then day five, you, they did yoga, and you went for a walk, and then you called up your friend instead of sitting alone and watching TV. Good job. Reach out. For instance, reach out for social support is another thing on the list. So it's like you, I have to I have to coach myself and still do. It's not over because you know how all, all athletes they always have a coach. It's not like I got coached for three months and then I'm done. That's what's another thing about self love is we have to be our coach, our loving, supportive coach who also sets boundaries and teaches us new things. We have to teach ourselves new way of thinking and being in order to be self loving um, and then to be loving to other people. I think. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like I like a lot of those practices. I really do. You know, you're saying have a reminder or a trigger uh, to help, yes. you know, to remind you of the things you, you need to be doing, keep you in a positive mm-hmm. frame of mind. Um, you know, uh, the lifts. I love lifts. I live and die by lifts. Yes. I don't, I'm a Virgo. I <laughs> love, to, love to be organized. I could not survive without my lifts. Um, so yeah, you are uh, you are you are definitely resonating with me, um, Banu. Um, well, we're mm. about uh, the, at the end of our interview here, um, but I want to you know kind of give you the last word. I you know we uh, you know is there anything you want to share with listeners that um, I haven't thought to ask you? Um, I think that underneath it all, we really have to trust our path. And remember that there's a, some kind of a divine plan and we're following it, even though when we think we're not and our falls are part of it. Um, the people who have given us a hard time or are giving us a, giving us a part, hard time right now are part of that because a lot of my strength came from having those. And this is really the bottom line. The nomad, no lotus, the villain makes the hero. These are the two things that I go go to when I feel lost. I think that some kind of grounding, some kind of grounding mentality, perspective, philosophy. You know, find something that you can bring yourself to as a homing place. When you feel lost, there's a reason I'm learning something in this, and I may not know what it is, and I'm going to go, oh, another one is uh, looking, opening books randomly and looking in there. If you're feeling lost, your soul will call you the information you need. You're never, ever alone completely until, unless we choose to cut that connection off. I think that's kind of the lubrication to this journey. Otherwise, we're all tumbling in the same soup. <laughs> Okay. Well, and, and, you know, and if I can just add one thing, and it might be what you just said using different words, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure, but, um, you know, this last year for me has been uh, one of incredible transition and challenge, and um, I, mm-hmm. uh, I I can honestly say in hindsight, um, while I was going through it, I thought it was the end of the world, but now I look back at it, and I see what a gift it really was. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that's important um, because most of the time, I think, in life, when things were hard, uh, they were hard in the moment. But when you got through them, when you went, you know, got to the other side of the threshold, um, you were, you know, oftentimes in a better place or it was an important lesson or there was a gift in it, as my friend Melody, uh, you know, taught me to always look for the gift, you know, look for the gift mm-hmm. in life's challenges. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, Banu, um, why don't uh, why don't you tell listeners your website, uh, and if there's anything else you'd like them to know, I don't, a Facebook page, upcoming appearances, classes, anything like that, uh, before we uh, say goodbye for tonight. Um, thank you for the opportunity. My website is www.starinthedark.com, and um, I currently am. Um, off social media, so um, but I did have a Facebook page, um, but I'm available by email for questions. If somebody has a has a follow up question, I would love to receive and respond. Um, it, it, it's like it's no it's not late to start on this journey, no matter how old we are. I was 38 when I woke up to this, and to some people, we see six year olds with more self love. So, you know, this is just no way to um, gauge this and uh, I'm open to uh, questions uh, anybody might have 
and um, I love doing coaching. I love guiding people to the next stage. If you're hearing this and if you feel the call, please reach out to me or someone who you trust so you can continue this journey, and you will get there. I Thank like, you, Karen, for the I, opportunity. I like that. You're welcome. You're welcome, and I and I love those those closing words of wisdom. Uh, you're never too old, and it's never too late to start on your journey of self love. <laughs> yes, um, yes, thank absolutely. you, Bonnie. I really, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, well, listeners, I uh, hope you will get in touch with Banu at, uh, at her website. And if uh, for some reason you can't find it, you can always uh, contact me at KarenTate108 at Yahoo.com, and uh, I will be happy to um, uh, connect you. Uh, and as I said uh, at the break, uh, today um, uh, I feel called, uh, because of my blessings in the world, uh, to uh, uh, pay homage to uh, a particular goddess. And uh, tonight uh, it is going to be Isis. And I will pay homage to her uh, by way of this uh, song by Diva Haley. Uh, and this is titled Isis. Uh, so please uh, sit down, uh, take a break, and uh, give it a listen. Cut through the veils now. How many more lifetimes will you donate to the illusion of the ego? Are you ready to directly face the truth of your essential self? It is time to set yourself free. I simply 
stand tall, priestess. Claim your birthright in the only power there is as the fierce compassion of love. that tribute to Isis uh, by way of uh, Diva Haley's uh, cut, her single called Isis. And um, I will be back with you next Wednesday at our regular time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, And my guest will be Ute Lupertz. Ute Lupertz. Uh, She is a holistic healing coach uh, for pets and a senior pet specialist. And uh, our topic is going to be how to prepare for the end of your pet's life, uh, insights into the work of a holistic pet death doula. Um, If you're like me, and I know so many of you are, uh, our pets are our children, our companions, our friends, and um, having them uh, leave this life with us uh, is very difficult, and uh, Ute will uh, be talking about that. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that uh, kind of experience can be uh, as bad or worse as uh, the death of uh, a human uh, companion or friend. So um, that will be next Wednesday. I hope you'll tune in. Uh, that uh, that concludes our show tonight. I just want to uh, close with uh, an appeal to listeners. If you have been enjoying the show, um, it, it would be appreciated if you can help me keep it on the air. Uh, I do pay for the airtime. Uh, none of my guests do. Um, and uh, it, it's certainly not free. I do this as a service to the community. So uh, as many of you said, the show is a lifeline. Uh, there's nothing else like it in your community. It means a lot to you, and I certainly appreciate knowing that. It, it, uh, it keeps me going. Uh, but if you can, uh, make a donation. Uh, you can do it by way of PayPal. Uh, you can go to my uh, website, karentate.net, and uh, if you scroll down the page, you will see uh, a place to uh, click on a button, and it takes you to PayPal where you can make a donation of any amount, uh, and it is greatly appreciated. All right. Uh, with that, I will close the show and uh, look forward to being with you next Wednesday. And uh, thanks again uh, to my guest tonight, uh, uh, Bono, uh, who uh, you know talked to us about uh, that elusive uh, quality of self-love and why it is so important and how we can achieve it. Okay, good night, dear listeners. Uh, remember your gas in my tank, and I uh, look forward to being with you again next Wednesday. Good night.